Hello, I'm Greg Howard Jr. and this is Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, news, politics, and anything else that may come up. Head over to the Patreon where you'll get the random questions game, a secret from my guest. You get some merch for being a loyal patron and you get this whole episode uncut and without this bit about joining the Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash springbreak83 productions to join now. So I'm here today. Um, there are there are very few people that I know on the internet that I've met through the internet that I am ride or die for. Um, and my guest today is one of those people. Um, I would go as far to say that I would go to the ends of the earth for this person. Um, I am super thrilled and super excited to welcome the one and only Double D Mother is here. Hello. Hello, friends. So excited to be here tonight. Oh, my goodness. What an introduction. I'm honored and thrilled. <laughs> so explain to everybody how you came to TikTok. What was that journey like for you? Well, um, it was really, I needed something to do. You know, I'm a wife and I'm a mom and I needed something to myself because I felt that I was drowning in the monotony of every day of being this wife and this mother. So I saw a lot of people sharing on Facebook videos on TikTok of people re um, doing movies, you know? So I was like, dang, you know, I could do that, you know? So when I originally came to TikTok for like the first maybe four or five months and then I took a hiatus and I kind of got off for a couple of months, I was just doing movies, like reenacting like old black movies and like sitcoms and stuff. And nothing would ever hit unless I did something about Trump, which is Frumpy Dump, you know? <laughs> so it, it, one day I just made a video about him and I was just talking about him with um, the platinum plan if you remember what that was. Yeah. And um, I just said to the black community, I just said, um, if Frumpy Dump can't give you, and I didn't say Frumpy Dump because I didn't have that then. I said Trump, if Trump didn't have uh, $1,200 to give you all, then what makes you think he's going to give you $500 uh, million to invest in black businesses? And it went viral. And from there, I just started talking and it just went from there. Now, during the, and I feel like for a lot of us, like during the run up to the 2020 election, um, our mentions were just an absolute war zone. Like mm -hmm. just I, at one point I had to turn the notifications off because it was just every five minutes. Um, mm -hmm. So now you've, you've made a name for yourself on TikTok. And as, as you've said, you're, you're a wife, you're a mother, you work. And now you've also got political tea talk on YouTube, which is fantastic. Mm 
And now you're a podcaster, which I'm super excited about. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, I listen to it at work. Um, the Real Tea with Double D is your solo show. And then you've got um, You Can't Make This Shut Up that you co-host. Mm -hmm. Where do you find the time? Like, <laughs> Look. This is something that I don't understand where I find the time. I kind of just carve it out um, with with my husband's schedule and with my schedule. It kind of even though my husband is an awesome husband, it kind of feels like I'm a single mom at some points because he works really late hours. He goes to work early and he gets off early. Um, so a lot of things that I do. I either do them during the day when I'm at work because I kind of have a pretty cool job where I kind of can do that. I could just do some work while I'm doing it or I do them at night like this. So <laughs> I just wait until after my kids go to bed because, you know, they go to bed at like nine. So I'll tell people, hey, I got between this time and then I got after nine that I can do anything. So people usually will work with me on the times. I don't, I haven't ran into anybody yet that just said, okay, I need you at six o'clock because I think people kind of understand that I'm a mom first, you know, and at six o'clock I'm cooking dinner for my kids and for my husband. So I can't do anything. So it's kind of like, I just kind of carve it out and make it do. And I'm, I'm up until two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes when I do the podcast, I'm literally up that late doing editing and getting it loaded and all that. So y'all have probably noticed I'll upload an episode and it's like one o'clock in the morning. That's because I'm still up working. So that's, <laughs> that's like why I do it. My, all the episodes of this show drop at, um, they usually hit about 2 a.m. on Wednesday um, mm -hmm. because that's about the time that I'm, I'm like, I've listened to it like five, six times and I'm like, all right, I'm, at this point, I have to walk away from it or it'll be 30 seconds long and won't make any sense. Now, exactly. <laughs> um, before you started the your podcast, um, or rather before you started podcasting, were you a fan of podcasts? No, I actually have never listened to one except for yours. You remember when I um, I was like, what the hell am I doing? I actually, reached, I don't know if I can curse, I, but I reached yeah, you out can. to you. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Uh, okay. I reached out to you and I was like, Hey, what the heck, heck am I doing? What the hell am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing here. And you like sent me your podcast to listen to. I asked you, could I, could I check it out? And you yeah. told me, yeah, I could check it out. I'd never listened to one. It hasn't been my thing. I barely get to watch TV. So listening to a podcast, if I'm, I really probably could invest time in listening to one that's um, news, like news related. But at night, I watch Lester Holt, you know, nighttime with Lester Holt while I'm washing yeah. dishes or something. So, no, I didn't. I didn't even No, I didn't invest any time in podcasting. <laughs> um, well, you said that um, you you like you watch Lester Holt and um and really this, this could go for um, political tea talk as well. Do you find that um, you watch people's interview styles now? Yes. Yes. Um, I love Lester and I also uh, adore his, because in my opinion, he's so unbiased 
that it's good to look at to look at him because he'll actually tell you the story so I watch him but um I love to watch the interview styles of Joy Reid I love her um I like to watch uh and and believe it or not I actually do flip over to Fox News sometimes just to see what they got going. And honestly, even though Tucker Carl- Fucker Carlson is what I call him, <laughs> is an asshole, he has a very interesting style of interviewing. Um, and you can see this, this grimace on his face all the time. And I notice that sometimes when I'm doing interviews on political tea talk or something, I got this grimace on my face and I think I get it from Fucker Carlson. So <laughs> I kind of look at him just to see like, what is the, what are they saying over there? And then, I mean, he's got a really interesting um, interview style. You should watch it because it's funny. It's actually interesting <laughs> to see. <laughs> now, speaking of Fox News, uh, recently your favorite member of Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene, released a video saying that in 2022, she plans on um, blowing up the socialist, the Democrat socialist agenda. Um, and in the video, uh, she's auctioning off like a gun or some shit. Um, and she blows up a Prius. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on that? The first thing I thought when I saw Misty Marjorie standing there with a gun, I said, I hope no one is in the woods behind that vehicle that she plans to shoot. But then the second thing was, Musty, have you even read the Green New Deal? Because we know several months ago, she challenged AOC to a debate. And uh, AOC told her, well, first you need to read the 17 pages of the Green New Deal before you even think about having a debate with me. So I'll say that to her again. Musty Marjorie, are, have you read the Green New Deal since you had that come out of your mouth talking about they want to stick the Green New Deal in the uh, in the in the uh, the three point five trillion dollar uh, pack uh, infrastructure package or whatever. I just thought that was so distasteful. But honestly, it's Musty Marjorie. Every single thing that she does is distasteful and trashy. I mean, she looks like she's in the backwoods of some in, in Alabama, you know, hunting down deer. It's completely disgusting. And why do they allow this? Because she's reaching those people in the backwoods of Alabama that are going to go vote for her because she did something cool by blowing up a freaking car, which has absolutely no bearing on whether the $3.5 trillion, uh, $3.5 trillion infrastructure package is actually going to pass. What her, what, what was that for? What are they, the uh, Republicans are always talking about political theater. If that's not political theater, then I don't know what the hell is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how are you feeling? Because she's up for re-election in the midterms. Do you think she'll get re-elected? Um, I think it's likely, depending on the reason why I say she can't. She has the reason why I say no is because she has no powers right now, and she can't do anything for her constituents now. If her constituents are smart, they will be able to, they will look at that. But she's also got a challenger that is also, which is Marcus Flowers. So I believe that he actually does have a chance. And his, and, and the way he's been um, raising money, I think it shows that he has a chance. But in a way, I have to backpedal and pussy pop on that because we saw what happened with Jamie Harrison 
who out uh, raised Lindsey Graham and Lindsey Graham still won. So I think that Marcus Flowers definitely has a chance in that district if Musty Marjorie keeps misstepping, if she keeps uh, embarrassing her constituents with her shenanigans, and also if she doesn't have any, you know, continues to not have any power and she has nothing. So she can't do anything for them other than this political theater bullshit. Now, so, while we're on the on the topic of the midterms, um, are there are there any races that you're watching or particularly excited about? I'm definitely watching that one. I'm going to be watching um, Raphael Warnock um, in in Georgia. That's one I'm going to be paying attention to. I believe that we have. Uh, oh, my goodness. You would put me on the spot with that. one. Uh, <laughs> AO, uh, I believe that uh, Gavin Newsom, there's going to be some governor governor races there that we're going to have to pay close attention to as well. But those two are definitely contenders that I'm going to be watching closely because we need to hold on to Georgia. And I really want this is really going to show us if Georgia really turned blue, if uh, Raphael Warnock is able to hold on to, to that seat. And I think that he will because the people that he's running against, I mean, Herschel Walker, come on now. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> I don't I don't even think uh Herschel Walker has moved to Georgia yet. I think they're they're still in Texas. Exactly. Exactly. The only and I'm gonna be honest with you with those two, Raphael Warnock, and there's there's some things in Herschel Walker's Walker's past that are gonna come up, but there's also some things in Raphael Warnock's past. I call him the good reverend um, that may possibly come up that kind of mimics each other, which is those allegations against um, him, you know, regarding the, you know, the lady stuff. So I'm wondering, will that be a hindrance for him? I don't think that it will. Um, I think that he's been showing and proving himself um, since he's been in, in uh, Congress. And I think that he can continue to hold on to the seat and can continue to do good work. Um, for those that are not aware of the allegations uh, that we're talking about against uh, Reverend Warnock, uh, there was an incident with his, I believe, ex-wife where she mm -hmm. accused him of like running over her toes or something. Um, yes. I feel like that sort of thing, um, Kelly Leffler tried to play that against him mm -hmm. in 2020. Um, mm -hmm. So I think at that, at this point, you know, yeah, there's the allegation of that, but on the flip side of that, you know, there are actual police reports and court records where Herschel Walker pulled a knife and yeah. like tried to kill his ex-wife while she was pregnant with Christian. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't think he has a chance in hell. But, you know, you just never know these days. People are just, people are so fired up and they're fired up about the wrong things. So I just, you just don't ever know. But I, I, I feel like he's done an outstanding job. I've been watching him and I think that he can continue to do one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So switching away from politics for half a second. Um, very recently during a uh, press junket for, um, Shang-Chi and uh, the Ten Rings, it was a reporter asked um, Aquafina 
about her history of using a black scent um, in films. And she, she gave a very, if I'm honest, non-answer and said that she's open to the conversation. Um, as, as a black person, do you feel like she needs to apologize for that? Absolutely. Um, and I'm going to go back to her own statement where she, I believe it was a few weeks ago, where she stated that she will never do an Asian, you know, one of those typical Asian accents. I believe she said something to that effect. Yeah. So she said this. And then at the same time, she made her come up off the backs of black people in our supposed uh, acts, you know, our AAVE. I think that she absolutely owes an apology. I think she owes first an explanation. And then she knows an apology, owes an apology because she's completely abandoned that portion of her supposed uh, language and uh, personality now that she's uh, made herself relevant. Why is that? You know, and I think that she needs to talk to somebody like, um, I would like to see her speak with Michael Strahan or something like that, you know, someone like that, not, um, you know, anybody that's on that side of Hollywood, I want to see her speak to some credible journalist, and, and, and Michael Strahan would be one that I think that would do a good job with that. She, she owes an apology, and she owes an explanation first. So now we're going to go um, to a listener letter. Um, this week's letter comes to us from Gemma C. in, uh, oh, she's in Manchester, England. Hello, Gemma. Ah. Uh, Hi, Gemma. Gemma would like to know what your thoughts are on um, AOC's Met Gala appearance. I thought that AOC looked great. Um, firstly, I thought that her dress was nice. I think that it was a good play on the other, uh, the, I forgot the name, Joy somebody that had wore the mega dress a few years before. I think that it was tasteful. I felt like it was elegantly done. Now, I have a big, I have a problem with uh, members of Congress attending events like that. I mean, what's the purpose of you going to the Met Gala? I mean, you're supposed to be working for um, the constituents in New York. The Met Gala doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, $30,000 for what? For you to sit at a table and wear a dress that says tax-free? I mean, I'm mean, a tax the rich. I mean, I just, I have a big problem with them fundraising the entire time that they are in office. I have a big problem with them being mega celebrities when they're not. What's the purpose of it? You're supposed to be working for the people. Um, I don't think that that was a space for her. Now that she did it, I thought it was, it was cute. But at the end of the day, what did it do for your constituents? Nothing. It did absolutely nothing. It was a performance. It was kind of like, you know, and I might get some hate for this one, but I'm just going to be honest. Um, when Cori Bush was laying out on the front of Congress, um, out on the front steps of the Capitol, saying that she was uh, doing that for people who were going to get evicted. It, it did absolutely nothing. You know, that, that wasn't the reason why President Biden did what he did, because she was laying out there. It was a performance. We don't need you all to perform. We need you all to do the work. You know, we need you all to, to pass some things. We need you guys to get over this bullshit about being bipartisan and go ahead and just let's push some shit through because we're getting to 2022. 
you guys are going to get knocked off your asses if you don't get it in gear. We have we have a shit show going on right now. See, you're going to get me to talk it. <laughs> but we have a we have a shit show that is going on in Congress right now from not wanting to raise the debt ceiling. They're arguing about every single thing. The Democrats supposedly have this power. But what the hell are they doing with it? We're literally in this, the, the uh, later stages of the Obama years when Obama couldn't do anything because of the fact that he didn't have control of the House and the Senate. Well, you say that we have the control of the House and the Senate. We did the work. You know, the, the voters did the work. We put you, we put a Democrat president, we have a Democrat House, and we have a Democrat Senate. You guys aren't doing shit with it because you want to be bipartisan. You can't always be bipartisan. Because if the roles were reversed, the Republicans would be pushing some shit through uh, by them by any means necessary. So let me circle back around to AOC. Um, I think it was a cute performance. I think uh, that she looks nice. But at the end of the day, what did that do for her constituents? Absolutely nothing. That's what I think. Um, now, since since the Met Gala, um, the... Republicans have filed an ethics complaint against her. Um, do you feel like this is more political theater or? Absolutely. I mean, they attend bullshit events all the time. It's definitely political theater. They're always waiting for AOC to uh, misstep so that they can file this frivolous bullcrap. And honestly, they do it on each other. And we hear about these ethics complaints and we never hear anything else about them. That's it's kind of <laughs> like that. It's, it's bullshit. It's all for headlines. <laughs> now, moving to a, a quite the hot topic um, of the past couple of weeks. Um, Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles. Um, oh, wow. I... Uh, <laughs> the bowels of glory <laughs> right the the i mean really the most famous balls on the internet right now are belong to nikki's cousin's friend um correct <laughs> so the health minister of uh Trinidad, trinidad and tobago has come out and said that there are no cases like that in the country um, do you think that Nikki's, there are, there are people who are saying that she's using this as a diversion to the legal troubles that she and her husband are in right now? Um, mm -hmm. do you feel the same way or do you feel like she's just gone very anti-vax? I think that that's exactly I think that that's exactly what it is that she's trying to divert, uh, create a distraction for what she really has going on. Celebrities do this all the time. They'll, and it's easy for them to do it now that we have Twitter and Instagram. You know, they just post some outlandish stuff to try to, you know, cause a distraction for what they really have going on. Um, I think that. I think that Nicki Minaj may even be vaccinated, you know, but that was just something for her to do that day. And Nicki Minaj has, I don't know, millions of dollars. Why couldn't you have talked to a medical professional? You know, you have access to things that we don't have access to. You know what I'm saying? 
She could have talked to a medical professional about that. Why all of a sudden today, that day, you're going to go to Twitter and start talking about your cousin's uncle's sister, cousin, brother's balls. (laughs) I mean, what? I mean, it was a disgrace. And she knew that she was wrong for that. And I honestly, I feel like that was a completely concocted story. I don't even believe there's a cousin in Trinidad that friend's balls was swollen. I think it was completely concocted i don't even think she talks to anybody in trinidad according to them at least you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it started i remember the initial tweet um just i before she became the golden child of fox news i followed nikki on twitter Mm -hmm. um you know and the initial tweet was kind of explaining why she wasn't at the met gala and it was because to attend the Met Gala, you had to provide proof of vaccination. And mm-hmm. I just, I feel like she could have just let that go. Like, you yeah, know, like, okay, she, she wasn't there. Like, mm-hmm. her fans would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, she could have just said that and stopped. Why did you have to keep going? I mean, she made several subsequent tweets after that. Why couldn't you have just said, I didn't go to the Met Gala because I'm not vaccinated yet. I'm still doing some research, you know. And she did a good thing because she actually encouraged people to wear masks and instructed them to get the kind that loop behind the ears, make sure they're tight. She did the right thing at first. So I was like, how did it go so left? Like, what the hell happened? Did you uh, open the door and get served with that lawsuit? <laughs> and then you decide, oh, shit, let me, were you scrambling on the phone? Like, oh, well, shit, let me, okay, I was talking about vaccination, so I'll just do this. You know, I just, I don't understand how the hell that happened. And you're not going to convince me otherwise that she was trying to create a distraction for what the hell was going on with her, with her hubby. <laughs> See, I just, I feel like if she had just said, you know, hey, I didn't really feel like going to the Met Gala this year. You know, I'll, I'll go another year. It would have been whatever, but then she put the spotlight on herself and now more people are looking at her and her husband and the babies. So now naturally everybody knows about mm-hmm. the lawsuits and, you know, the history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she didn't do herself a good service there in, the fact that the next, I believe it was the next day or the day after she ended up sharing Tucker Carlson, speaking so highly of her, you know, knowing that they would even bat an eyelash her way if she hadn't, if she didn't fit their narrative, you know what I'm saying? She had got on there and just told everybody to be vaccinated and all this stuff. They would have been talking about it like a dog. That would have been the first thing Candace Owens did. But since she had something negative to say about the vaccine, they were all her jock that night. And she ate it up for some reason or really just wanted to keep the conversation going so she didn't have to talk about what was going on with her, you know, her husband. Yeah, and it gets worse because the next day she got on Twitter and said that she had been invited to the White House and Mm -hmm. then the White House clarified that she had not been invited, that they offered to have one of the White House doctors call her. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) It was horrible. It was a shit show. <laughs> it was just absolutely a mess. Look, look, look I was embarrassed <laughs> for 
I was embarrassed for her. I was like, uh, you know, my friend was saying, I don't think Nikki ever gets embarrassed. I said, if this doesn't embarrass her, right, then nothing. <laughs> It, it was it was one of those days where I I kind of missed like doing the headlines because I could mm-hmm. have done like a three minute video just on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, her cousin's friend's balls went viral. Right. <laughs> now watch in a couple of years, the cousin's friend is going to show up, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be a mess. Yeah, he's gonna want to tell his story and get paid. That's what oh, he's yeah. gonna want to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fox News will make a TV movie about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've come to the portion in the show where I ask all of my guests um 15 just completely random questions. Um, some of them I found on the internet, some were sent to me from uh various people on social media um you down to play sure all right number one uh what website not app do you frequent the most Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 uh let's see shit what do i frequent the most uh I would say I would say CNN, but I guess that doesn't count because I got the app. Does it count because I got the app? I mean, it's still a website. We'll we'll, okay. we'll count that. We'll count that. Okay, count count that for me. Okay. All right. Number, <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, sweet tea or lemonade? Lemonade. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? I, I don't like Spice Girls. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. Wait, That's okay. Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Can I say Victoria Beckham? Is she a Spice Girl? She was, yeah. Yeah, she was my okay, favorite well, Spice Girl. I, I, okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I like her. Bend it like Beckham. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the worst thing that you've watched all the way through on a streaming service? Oh, man. What's the worst thing I've watched all the way through on a streaming service? Uh, dang, I, uh, come on, Tiffany. I would say, oh my God, come on, Tiffany. I don't know. I can't escape that one. I don't know. All right. Okay. Um, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Renaissance fair or a sci-fi convention? renaissance (laughs) um do you have an unusual celebrity crush like somebody you bring it up and people are like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah but he died it was screech (laughs) it was screech from saved by the bell dustin diamond I'm, I'm gonna have to end this interview. I, I cannot with you. you know, let me let me just go on ahead and like block and report you real quick I on TikTok. Lo- <laughs> I'm sorry. I always loved him on Saved by the Bell, and I always felt so sad for him that he never got Lisa. And they was like, so they were like my friends in in high school. We all had we had to pick one, you know, Zach Slater or Screech, and you know, I picked I picked Screech every time. So. <laughs> Um, bra 
always on or only when you have to? Only when I have to, baby. Don't got one on now. (laughs) (laughs) Sweater or hoodie? Sweater. Um, If you could have an entire movie theater to yourself, what would be the most perfect film that you would want to watch? Rocky Four. Really? Yeah. I don't don't know that I've ever seen Rocky Four. Are you crazy? Look, okay, you're blocked. I'm getting my phone. (laughs) You're blocked. So you've never watched Rocky with the Russian? Oh my God. Is that Rocky Four? Yes, that's Rocky Four. Oh, okay. I have seen that one. I have seen that one. Okay, I was about to say. I have seen that one. The soundtrack to that and everything, that is my absolute favorite movie. And it's wonderful to watch on on screen. Like a big screen like that, that's what I want to watch. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Yes, I wash my legs (laughs) in the shower. (laughs) With soap. (laughs) That's that's an important... That's an important part. <laughs> Pool or ocean? Ocean. I'll take the ocean. Um, if they were making a biopic about your life, who would play you? Uh, I would, I'm not even fine enough, but I, I, would, I would ask her to put on a few pounds just to play me. I want Angela Bassett because I'm obsessed with her. So I, I would say, I would say her. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a solid choice. I saw a, um, there was a clip of an interview she did with uh, The Root that was just mm-hmm. floating around on Twitter. Um, and the interviewer asked her if she would recite just a few lines of, you know, any monologue from any part that she's ever played just off the cuff. And Angela Bassett recited a monologue from Macbeth and like gave this mini performance of it. Um, when we're done, I'll, I'll tag you in the comments on Twitter. I, it was just, it was absolutely, it was perfection. I, and you know what? That gave me chills. So I definitely want to see it. That gave you just talking about that gave me chills. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um, I love her. I do too. Mm-hmm. Nude beach or not a chance? Not a chance, player. Too fat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And last one. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? I would say to thyself, always be true. And that's just the saying. And um, my mother told me that I'll always growing up. And I, I told that to my daughter. And when she understands, I'm definitely going to tell her that. That's always be true to yourself. And uh, I think that will make you more confident, too, if you stay true to yourself. All right. And right before we go, um, tell everybody where they can find you on social media, where they can listen to your podcasts and watch uh, your show. Yes. Um, you can follow me on TikTok at the real double D mother. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, fan base, everywhere, everywhere else, Twitter, all of that. You can find me at double D mother. And then you can listen to my podcast, the real T with double D on GSMC podcasting network. And it's also available on Apple and Spotify now. And, um, for my YouTube, political detox 
can find that at Political Tea Talk on YouTube. And I have some awesome shows on there. <laughs> and uh, I will include the links to all of that in um, the episode description. Um, thank you so much for being here today. I have enjoyed every second of this. Um, this was this was the episode I was waiting for. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I, I was so excited that you asked me and I was getting a little jealous because I hadn't been asked yet anyway. So <laughs> I was like, damn, am I going to get on the show? And when you asked me, I got very excited. And, you know, you know, I just adore you. And this he, he helped me so much with my um, podcast. I, I mean, I had him, uh, you guys, I had him up late one night helping me. I'm like, you didn't go to bed, did you? Because I need help. So he's responsible for me being able to record my podcast because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Definitely helped me and I'll appreciate you. And I will go to the ends of the earth for you too. Thank you so much for helping me. I appreciate you so much and having me on this wonderful podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy this episode, why the fuck are you even still here? If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at don'tmakethisweirdpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at sb83productions, on Instagram at springbreak83productions. Don't Make This Weird is a Spring Break 83 production.